Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share Top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' Top 8 Movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his Top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition Top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top eight list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore eight underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. My name is Owen Morgan, and I'm sat down with my co-host, Jessica Rose Johnson, and we talk all about films through the power of Top 8 Lists. And this is our special anniversary episode. We've already had an anniversary episode, episode 10. So this is episode 20 now. We've been through a lot. I think the last 10 episodes have been absolutely epic as we switched it up, and now we do these movie battles with four lists. Uh, I think everybody that is giving me feedback says they absolutely love the sort of competition edge to it and how many films we can cover in an episode and all that. So I think it was a good choice to switch. Um, but to, days like today are a chance for us to um, kind of just do more in-depth stuff, really, and have more chats about things. But other than that, we just have fun going through all the polls from Instagram, my top eight last viewed, and um, what we've watched and talk about, you know, our opinions on things. So Really, really fun. It's a much more opinionated episode, but we'll all be done with lots of love. So, Jess, welcome back. Uh, we've, yeah, we've been through a lot in the last couple of weeks, smashing out three, three episodes every time we meet. So now's the chance to just chill out a sec and, uh, have a slightly longer form of this format of ours. Yeah, I like it. And I agree. I think it's been fun being able to cover more movies and maybe give some love to some movies that weren't making the top IMBD scores or top high grossing. So uh, this will give us an opportunity to talk more about some movies openly. And I hope everyone else is enjoying our, our change up and how we deliver our lists. Yeah, sure thing. Except feedback's been great. So yeah, keep keep listening, guys. We've clearly got some loyal listeners because we always get a load of listens when they first come out. I've noticed like, on the first day. That's really exciting. So I'm glad you guys are looking forward to it coming up. And um, and the people that share it, we've, got, we've taken on lots of new people that start sharing lists with us. So super fun. Get involved, guys. If you, if you like what we're doing here and you like us and stuff, we'd love to um, get to know you through lists. We can learn a lot about people, I think, through lists. So yeah, we've got lots to cover today. I was trying to think where we're going to begin. I think what we'll do is we'll kick off with some polls because there's about 150,000 of them. So I do two a day. So I'm not going to do all of them, but I'm going to pick out some of the key shocking ones and me and Jessica go, what? Or yay. Um, so we'll, we'll go with the flow. So I've got a few on the screen with us here. So we're going to dive straight in. So we this week have started doing opinion ones as well. So we have two polls where you have four options and you go, and now we're going to start doing daily film opinions. So getting classic questions about a film, you know, yay or nay. People get to choose the yes or no on the question. It's been super fun. We've only had a few so far, so there's not many. I'm going to double check the one we powered today so you get to hear something live. But let's kick off with the one from a few days ago, Jess, see what you think. So we asked the age-old question, number one, which is, is Die Hard a Christmas film? Yes or no? So these are the results, everyone. 
67% of people said yes, and 33% of people said no. So, Jess, your thoughts? Do you believe it's a Christmas film? And are you surprised or not surprised by those percentages? I was kind of surprised that so many people agreed. I love playing on the team of it is a Christmas film. It happened during a Christmas party. The attack was specifically planned because of the Christmas party. So I think it is fair to consider it a Christmas movie. Fair enough. I'm, I'm definitely on the fence. I, I, I love all the arguments for it, for sure. It all makes sense. But when we did our Christmas episode, you look at all the other films in there. I would argue a lot of them, if not all of them, are slightly more Christmas movies than that. So it's like, how Christmassy can it be if it gets knocked out by all the other lists? So it, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very fence here. I'm going to try to be too fancy as this goes on, but I'm going to sit on it for now um, and leave it at that. But, uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you would say, guys, at home. I asked around at work the people who aren't on Instagram. I got like four more no's. I was like, damn you, get on Instagram. Try and swing it back the other way. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. It is, that's set in stone now, 67% to 33. The next day we did is, are the Harry Potter films as good as the books? Now, I'm not a huge Harry Potter guy, so I really want to answer, ask the questions to find out. I was quite intrigued. And we had 40% of people say, yes, they are as good as the books. And 60% 60 of people saying, no. So not too short to take from that. It's not quite 50-50, but I'm interested. I thought it might have just been a, flat out no to be honest and um, what are your thoughts on that i really thought it would be mostly no would be higher so i typically can't sit still long enough to read a book but i did actually read the entire harry potter series and i said yes the reason i said yes that i feel like it's as good in the movies is because i had to take that step back there's so many side stories that they weren't able to tell in the cinema that they were in the book but i think the the movies just delivered the story so wonderfully that there's so many other book to movie transitions that people say are terrible. And I, I still think it did the storyline justice. Uh, the movies can't be three to four hours long. I mean, they could be, but they wouldn't be as watched and as loved, I think, that way. So I'm, I'm for they're as wonderful as the books. Fair enough, I think, because I haven't read any of the books. I just take the films on face value, so... You know, they're really good films. I have no, I'd have to get enough to get to compare to compare them anyway. So I think the real winner here are the ones maybe that haven't read it and they can just not have to <laughs> worry about the debate. So that's quite good. So these are all really, really new, really, really, really new questions. So let's see, let's see if we've got any votes. I think we have some votes for Titanic. So this is, did Jack really need to die um, at the end of Titanic? Could he have gone on, got on that piece of wood with her? Could he have found maybe another little item nearby and they could, you know, be next to each other, perhaps. Who knows? So you can see where my vote is. So at the moment, oh, quite a few votes today. So 67% of people said, yes, he did need to die. Charming. And 33% said no. So I'm saying no. I think there could have been some debris elsewhere and they could still held hands from across the water. Um, and I also spelt Titanic wrong. So I've had some fun about that. I put Ty, Titanic. Titanic. Oh, what a good film. So anyway, I know Jeff loves my typos. Uh, but yeah, so what are your thoughts there? 67% of people think he should have died or it made sense that he died. I believe it. Yeah, I uh, I was team he should die. Uh, so this movie, it's 
I think I shared this when we talked about before is growing up, I, I just went by Rose, not Jessica Rose. So people would always be like, yeah, where's your Jack? Or why'd you murder Jack? And all those things. I'm like, whatever. Right. So maybe it was a little like grumpy childhood. Meme. But I thought about it in the scene at the end of the movie where they're asking, you know, what's your name? And she takes on his last name, even though he passed. I thought it was just so beautiful. And if he survived, I mean, like, you know, where would the story be? right? Where would it be? You know, what would they be telling the picture? I don't know. It'd be interesting. Like what would the old lady, how would that story work out? So I think, yeah, could I, and there's so many ways that the, the myth busters or whatever about the whole situation. I think it's very likely that he could have survived in the situation. I mean, she survived out of all the other people, right? That whole situation I think was unlikely. But uh, I think for the storyline, him dying made some other parts of the movie more beautiful. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> yeah, so I think from, from a, a film perspective, as we know, you know, happy endings. And there's always, you know, like rom-coms, you know, they always fall out 20 minutes from the end and then they get scared at the end. You know, some for films, they, they have to have the format for us to buy in. So I get, you're totally right. The film to work and to have the emotional content and for it to have done so well as a piece of cinema, I guess you needed it. Um, but it's just when sometimes you look at the logic of things, you go like, stop using logic. It's a film. Walk away. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, if you look, if you think about logic, you wouldn't watch half the films that exist, especially the action ones. There is no logic. I mean, if you're a Fast and Furious fan, you cannot use logic. So there's a prime example. So, uh, you know, there you go. Uh, so yeah, fair enough. So we're going to do some more opinion polls like that. So head over to Instagram if you're not already. Follow us at top underscore eight underscore media. You can get involved every day. I, I think I've only missed one day in about a month and a half. That's not bad going. So you have to go and check it out. Cool. Right. Next up, we're going to look at the first three episodes we've done where there were votes to see who's winning so far, Jess, in all our episodes. So, you know, people vote for in each episode, A, B, C, or D. And then we collect all that information up. So on the anniversary shows, we can share with you who's currently banging out the best list right now, which is really, really fun. So let's do the first three, which is Musical of War and British Films. Then we'll do the other two a little bit later on. So in the Musicals one, which was our inaugural first battle list episode, Jess took the win. So it was in last place, it was the industry list, 0%. I think that was highest grossing, if I remember rightly. Lynn got two votes for her list. I got two votes, which I'm happy with. And you got three votes. So how are you feeling about your, your win? Yay! I'm so excited, especially for the first episode. That was also a hard list because so many great, so many great movies, and I loved getting to experience everyone else's lists and learn a little bit more about you and being able to learn more about our listeners when we get to hear their lists as well. So I'm excited, and we'll see. Maybe we'll come up with something like as time goes on, who's the most the most won lists? <laughs> yeah, the most prolific list maker. That'd be really, really cool. <laughs> so yeah, if you haven't listened to these episodes yet, guys, you might have missed a few. Yeah, go on back and see why. Let's find out just why Jess won that. So go and listen to it. Um, I won't tell you which episodes numbers they are because I don't want to get it wrong. But yeah, go back and check out the musicals one. Right, the next one was War, the War Films. And let's see who took that. Let's see if Jess can get two in a row. So in last place was The Industry List. We're seeing a theme here. Zero percent. Um, absolutely charming. I think that was highest grossing as well. In joint second was myself and Jess, so she doesn't get two in a row, but our resident film reviewer, 
Mike Morgan, my father, took the win with three votes. Congratulations, Dad. He did it. He did have a particularly good list. Um, but, you know, he knows his stuff. So that makes sense to me. So congratulations, Dad. So it's one for Jess, one for my dad, Mike, zero for me. Wonderful. But what's happening here? Let's see if I can turn the tide. So in British films, in last place was the industry list. Surprise, surprise, zero percent. Um, so that's that. Jess, for the first time, gets a third place position. I wonder why an American would not do well on a British list. <laughs> I wonder. So I think that's fair. It's logical. In joint bottom will also be Lynn, which is really unfair because she had absolutely classic list. Um, it was traditional British. So I feel a bit sad about that for Lynn. And I took top spot with three votes. Landslide, baby. Um, so I think it's because I did sort of sneak in ones like, oh my God, I didn't realize I was British. And I probably should have shared the information with all the other list makers. So that probably helped. Like the fact that I put Kingsman in there would have got me a lot of votes because uh, I was the only one with Kingsman. So maybe I feel it's, it's a bit of a dirty win, but I win all the same. So, so far, I've got one for Jess, one for Mike, and one for me. So we'll do the next two later to see who is taking the lead. So, Jess, let's take a look at some polls, shall we? Yay! I'll pick out some of the key ones. What we'll do is we'll look at the year ones. So I say, what's the best film from 2015 and so on? And then people go. So we've got quite a few already. So let me pick out some of the key ones. I'm going into Instagram stories as we speak. Um, I'm not so fussed about 2020, so let's skip that one. So we had from 2019, which is quite good because we're going to do an episode on that soon. So watch out. Best films for 2019. We had Toy Story 4, Ad Astra, Parasite, and 1917. So last place was Ad Astra with 0%, sadly. Uh, joint second was Toy Story 4 and Parasite with 25% apiece. And 1917 took a landslide half the vote for 50%. We're starting with this because I think it's the most obvious winner. But I'm really, it's really cool that Parasite's done really well there. So what are your thoughts on on that list? And um, you don't need to remember, remember what you voted for, Jess, but just your thoughts on it, really. I think the 1917 was a landslide that uh, was a bit of an unfair advantage. <laughs> Such a wonderful movie. Hard to have any other movie kind of in its league, especially in that year. But I'll be excited to talk more about our night. 19. <laughs> Talk more about our 2019 movie lists coming up soon. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that episode too because, you know, like, you, like we've been talking about, it was a really good year because it was obviously just for COVID and everything. So 2020 was a lot easier to do a list for because there was just hardly any films out. But the 2019 list is particularly difficult. So tune in, guys, because it's going to be heart wrenching stuff for everyone involved. <laughs> So let's see what we've got next. This one's quite an interesting one. So it's the best films of 2018. Um, and there was one film I completely forgot about, and it was Black Klansman. It did really well that year. Then it was Bohemian Rhapsody, A Star is Born, and Aquaman. So it's a really weird combination of films. So last place was A Star is Born with 9%, which is quite sad, really. Uh, Aquaman got 19%. Um, so yeah, Superhero One didn't do so well. But Black Klansman and Bohemian Rhapsody actually drew top spot, 36% each. 
which is quite interesting because Bohemian Rhapsody absolutely smashed it. It's the highest grossing musical pretty much of all time at this point. And it won loads of awards and all that kind of stuff. And Black Klansman was a cult classic. A lot of people loved it. I'm a smaller community, but they managed to draw. I thought that was fascinating, voting. Your thoughts? I am shocked. <laughs> I loved A Star is Born. I, I mean, I, all those movies I thought were, were really good. But, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody, pff, I figured that was going to blow them all out of the water like 1917 did. So I'm, I'm very surprised. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. But, you know, well done to Black Klansman. It's really, really awesome. Good to see cult stuff winning. Winning some stuff here. Right, okay. We have 2017 here. Again, a really weird combination. So we've got It, Blade Runner 2049, Baywatch, and Get Out. Such a weird list. I do apologize, everybody, for creating this one. But it, it's, it, it's actually, you know, it's like a set of stairs, the results. It's quite interesting. So in last place is It with 8%, then Blade Runner got 17%, Baywatch got 33%, and Get Out got 42%. So what are your thoughts there, Jess? Um, you know, I haven't seen a couple of those movies, so I guess I can't say much, but I did like the, the Baywatch remake movie. I thought that was very enjoyable and fun. So, um, yeah, I haven't seen Get Out, so I guess I can't really speak to that one. Yeah, I quite like, I quite like Baywatch. I feel like I shouldn't like Baywatch, but I thought it was quite, it was quite good. Um, it was fine. And I Get Out was just so popular at the time, so I'm not surprised, but um, I think it might be a little bit, a little bit scary for me. I might have to watch the trailer again and make a decision uh but yes that times for it it's like one of the most um highest grossing horror films of all time so it's interesting that it's got such little votes weird right let's see what we've got i'm going to skip that one if you don't mind guys all right let's do this one because this one was absolutely tricky 2015 you ready guys fast and furious 7 star wars the force awakens bond spectra and the martian wowzers what a list let's do this in last position horrifically heartbreaking for me fast and furious 7 boo star wars is in third place 20 percent. bond spectra got 30 percent, and quite i thought surprisingly martian got 40 percent. i thought bond would win but martian took the win so what are your thoughts there because that's for epic you know epic films i was heartbroken star wars is my favorite i'll vote star wars above anything else but I was shocked, too, when I saw that list. I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, The Martian. I mean, it's a good movie, but there's no way. So for it to be number one is definitely um, uh, definitely pretty shocking. But good choices. Again, tough choices. Yeah, certainly. And I'm uh, sure everybody knows on the show, Fast Furious, I, I love it so much. But Fate of the Furious, I'm trying to think which number that is. It's seven or eight. That's when Jason Statham comes in. And then I, and then I just died and went to heaven because I had Fast and Furious going. And my boy Jason Statham. So, but that's for another that's for another time. I'm going to talk about that here today. Uh, right, this one's quite interesting. So it's the 2014 list, and it was Transformers: Age of Extinction, American Sniper, Whiplash, and X Men: Days of Future Past. We've got another staircase here, guys. A little spoiler. Last place was Transformers with eight percent. American Sniper was seventeen percent. Whiplash thirty three percent, and X Men: Days of Future Past was forty two yeah this was an interesting one they're all pretty good movies i understand transformers would be last it kind of makes sense but american sniper i'm surprised that was third um but yeah. whiplash was absolutely amazing won those of awards and x-men just classic what are your thoughts on this one 
I think I feel the, the same way you do. I think, uh, yeah, classic, classic X-Men. Um, it's interesting how many of the polls though, right? So some of them are just like very staggered and then others are very like 50-50 or very hardcore clear winners. So I always love seeing that as well, getting a little bit more information about our audience and what they like and how they vote. It's, it's very interesting. Definitely, definitely. It's, it's, as you can imagine for me, I'm always checking in every few hours. Oh, what's happening now? It's all very interesting. I'm like, oh my God, that one's going to destroy everybody. And then it goes the other way. It's, yeah, it's exciting times for me. I like. Right, now let's look at 2012. So we'll skip a few here. This was Magic Mike, Taken 2, The Dark Knight Rises, and Skyfall. So here we go. In last position with 0%, you don't get many 0%. It's poor Magic Mike. Don't get any love? <laughs> <laughs> then when third place is Dark Knight Rises, very surprised by that, 14%. Taken to I Will Find You and I Will Kill You, 29%. And Skyfall, 57%. Wowzers. So what do you think about that? Bond absolutely kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah, d does, that does not surprise me at all. That Bond is one of the, the great film series. So I think that's that's a great one. Felt sorry for the other movies in the competition. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Channing. Maybe next time. <laughs> um, I thought I had to chuck something light in there because the other three are quite, you know, intense. So uh, it felt right. That's how I do it when I do the lists. Uh, let's try and find one. Oh, this one's a bit of a landslide. Let's share this one. So 2010. So we have Tangled. I love Tangled. Red, Inception, and Grown Ups. With Adam Sandler. So in last place was Red, which is very sad, 8%. Then we had Joint Second, Tangled and Grown Up, 17%. 58% for Inception. I'm actually thinking that's too low. I was expecting a 60 or 70% for Inception. What do you think? I think they were all good movies, but Inception is whew, just such a, a unique concept that... I thought that was going to be another clear-cut clear cut winner. I'm surprised Tangled and Grown Ups were, were tied there. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's interesting. I just, I, that was actually quite a hard list for me because, I, yeah, I really liked Not so much Grown Ups, but I love the other three so much. Mm -hmm. so that, yeah, that was weird. Right, 2006, so we're skipping a few again because this one was our first poll that somehow got, somehow got minus 1%. So I'm presuming <laughs> that's an Instagram error. But we're going to share it because we have to sort of show it love and rest in peace to this film, whole thing. So we had Flushed Away, The Da Vinci Code, 300, and The Pursuit of Happiness. So top spot was Pursuit of Happiness with 300. So they were both top spot. So Will Smith and 300 share the spoils, 48%. Da Vinci Code got 25%, and Flushed Away got minus 1%. Very, very harsh. So what's your opinion on this very, very harsh Oh, I'm just going to win. The 1% corrects me up. I um, I actually, I like Da Vinci Code, but I kind of knew going into it, it wasn't going to score as high. I think a lot of people aren't uh, aren't into it as much. It's not as popular, kind of like National Treasure. I think that's another good one, that history and history hunting a bit. So it doesn't surprise me other than the whole minus 1%. Dear Meta, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, Meta was listening and said, how dare you put that on there? Yeah. So, um, it, it, at the time, it just made me laugh so much. 
as there is. We'll skip 2005, 2004. Skip that one. We had one here very close. So we had two top and two seconds. So it was quite interesting. So we had Finding Nemo, Matrix Reloaded, Love Actually, and Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Little quiz for you here, Jess. Which two do you think out of those four were the joint top? So Finding Nemo, Matrix Reloaded, Love Actually, and Pirates. What do you reckon? I'd say Pirates and Matrix. You are incorrect. They were both second position with 20%. So Love Actually and Nemo both got 30%. Wow. (laughs) Not quite. But it's very close, to be fair. You're just like one vote away from Clean Sweep, really. I think we're yet to have a four-way tie. Um, Hopefully that will happen soon. Okay, we'll go here, 2002. Let's skip that one. 2001. We've got a really weird one here, 44% and 45%. So we're going to read it as stated. So last place was Donnie Darko with 0%. That's quite sad. Beautiful Mind got 11%. Then Legally Blonde got 44%. And Training Day got 45%. Technically, Training Day kind of takes the win by percent. Really, it's a draw. I was quite interested by that. Trend Day Legally Blonde couldn't be any more different if they tried. Though technically, I guess it has to do with crime on some level, because she's a lawyer. But yeah, what are your thoughts there? I, I thought that it was an, it's a bizarre list, probably one of the most bizarre ones I've done. This, this is definitely a kind of all over the place list. I love uh, Meta's math on these percentages. And yeah, Training Day and Legally Blonde, I think, are very different. Legally Blonde is one of my favorite movies i love the story i love the soundtrack and it's very very interesting to have that close of a a battle between two very different movies so hmm yes yeah it's interesting very interesting and it's been it's fascinating and i did kind of like a post on instagram like the films that got the highest percentages so if you get a chance go to instagram feed because you'll see it's like the top eight um, highest percentage films it's really really weird list when you actually put them all together but that's what we want it's, it's much easier to create lists when it's based on one thing but when it's really random like that it's much harder to collate so you know that's what i've been finding with the top eight that i've been watching as i go since recording this show Before we look at my top eight last viewed, I've got a little quiz for Jess. She kind of doesn't really know what this is, so it's going to be super fun. I wanted it to not know, but by the next anniversary, she will know, obviously. Because <laughs> uh, I'll be doing it again. Slightly different. So I've been doing this thing, Jess, at work with everybody. So we've been trying to find ways of me like learning about as many films as I can whilst being a quiz master. Because the nature of my job means I have someone helping me with the job that I do, and we're mostly by ourselves, unless management or other staff are coming nearby. So I do like loads of quizzes with them, and they absolutely love it. Everyone's like, I want to work with Owen tonight, because he's got quizzes. So that feels special. So we're going to do the top 100, I'm typing in, guys, top 100 films of the noughties. Not noughties, sorry, the 2010s, because it's a particularly good decade. Now, this is the mission. I'm not necessarily going to say all of them to you, but I'm going to tell you first film that comes out in that decade and we're going to work our way through the top 100 it sounds long-winded it's not guys stick with us <laughs> and you've got a stick or switch so i'm going to say a film and then you're going to keep the film if you really liked it makes sense and then the next one will come along and you've got to decide whether you want to switch 
to the film I've just said because you like it more. It's a bit like is it that what's that card game show? Is this right? No. What's uh, one of the cards? And you guess. I can't remember what it is now. There's a game show like this anyway. Put it that way. Uh, people at work have been doing it. It's been absolutely brilliant. So whatever film you end up with, the end technically is your favourite film in that decade. So don't just switch willy nilly. All right. But we've only got a few seconds to decide. That's why it's not long winded. All right. Got a few seconds. There's no debate. You've got to go with your heart. You think too much about these things. All right. The 2010, your first film, Jess. You can, you don't have to pick this necessarily. Whichever first film you want, you can, you can wait until you find it. Shutter Island. Would you like to keep that film? Pass. Pass. Okay. So she's not got a film in the ring yet. Think about it as a film in the ring and a new fighter comes in. Will it <laughs> knock it out? Uh, next up is Inception. Oh, keep. Keeping it. Right. So Inception is your film right now. And I keep saying films and you can switch whenever you want. And Inception then will be lost. But just be careful with what you pick, because if it's the last thing you end up with, you're like, oh, that's not really my favourite film of the decade. So play this well. You happy to do this, Jess? You, you think it's going to be fun I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. Ready. Cool. People at work love this. Right. Toy Story 3. Switch. Or uh, switch or st stick or switch. Sorry. Yeah, stick. Stick. Uh, the Social Network. Stick. The Fighter. Stick. You, I'm pretty sure a lot of people at home might not know what these films are, but that's the fun of it. The Lincoln Lawyer. Stick. If there is a film like, oh no, then feel free to gasp and then say stick if you still want to stick. But if there's a film like, oh my god, it'd be nice for the audience to know. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Oh, shoot. Okay. Swap. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> you switching? I'm, I'm going to switch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 2 is your current favourite film of the decade. Crazy Stupid Love? Stick. Dry, Ryan Gosling? Stick. Good film. Uh, Tom Hardy in Warrior? Stick. Such a good film. 50-50? I'm sticking. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Stick. Uh, Dark Knight Rises? Dick. <laughs> Silver, Silver Linings Playbook. Oh. Mm. Okay, that's. <sighs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna swap. I'm gonna swap. Okay, she's switching to Silver Linings Playbook. Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. Good times. Such a good film, guys. I'm just gonna show what I love. Django Unchained. Stick. The Conjuring. Stick. About time. <sighs> I know you like I'll this. Swap. Yeah, I'll swap. These are some good ones. <laughs> Swapping to about time. And my my little the little thing I say at work, everybody, is I'm not I'm not trying to sway, I'm just saying. So I'm not swaying, I'm just saying. So it might yeah. sound like I'm trying to sway you. I'm just saying. <laughs> right, about time is in the ring. Next up is uh, Rush, Formula One film. Stick. Prisoners. Stick. Twelve Years a Slave. Stick. Wolf on Wall Street. Stick. Dallas Buyers Club. Stick. Her. Her. Joaquin Phoenix. 
Scott Johansson as a version of a um of like a little robot. He falls in love with it. Remember that film? No. Put oh, it on your list, everyone. What, what's on. the name of the film? Her. Oh yeah. Huh? Huh? Very good. Um, Alexa, that's it. So it's like Scarlett Johansson's a bit like Alexa, who's trying. It's like a like a computer, but she's so realistic that he falls in love with her. It's so it's so clever. So clever. Hmm. Right, Grand Budapest Hotel. Stick. About time. It's still keeping in here. Edge of Tomorrow. Tom Cruise. Stick. Gone Girl. Ben Affleck. Stick. Nightcrawler. Stick. Great film. Interstellar. Stick. Whiplash. Stick. We're halfway through the decade, everyone. Ex Machina. Stick. Mad Max Fury Road. Stick. Inside Out. Stick. Bloody hell, about time is. The record I was going to say, it's going to be hard, hard to beat this. held on to one film for 70 films. It was insane. The Martian. Mm. Stick. Sicario. Stick. It's a good decade, by the way, everyone. Creed. Yes. Stick. Revenant. Stick. Zootropolis. Stick. That's <laughs> not sort of Zootropolis. Arrival. Stick. Rogue One. Oh, man. Oh, man. I know. Okay, mm, I'm gonna, mm, I'm gonna swap it because I love me some Star Wars. <laughs> All right, we're switching to Rogue One. Well done. About time. We honor you. You lasted quite a while. Okay, La La Land. Stick. Rogue One remains. Hacksaw Ridge. Stick. Stuff. Mm, Logan. Stick. Blade Runner 2049. Stick. Uh, I don't know a lot of these films here. That must have been a weird particular year. Three uh, billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stick. <laughs> uh, Ladybird. Stick. Uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Stick. Uh, Joker. Joaquin Phoenix. Stick. Le Mans 66. Oh. I think they call it something else. What's it? Ford versus uh, Ferrari. Ford. Yeah. Dang. I'm going to stick. Stay with my Star Wars. So many oh. good movies. I know. Knives Out. Oh. Stick. And your last film, Will It Take Rogue One? Parasite. Stick. There you are, Star Wars winning. I, I'm not surprised. What, what are your thoughts on that winning your decade? Uh, so many really good movies, but Star Wars is definitely you know I gotta gotta keep it in my in my top love spot. So that was hard. Those are a few of my like all time favorite movies are in that list. So wow. Well, there you go. And just to be clear, that was an IMDb top 100 list. So if you actually go to the highest grossing lists of that decade. You've got a lot of the Marvel films in there and a lot of the other stuff, Fast and Furious is in there as well. But we only go with the list that's presented to us. So that was the list that was presented. And Rogue One won. So every anniversary, I'm going to test Jeff for a particular decade or particular year. So keep 
tuned in for that. And I might even get her to do it back the other way occasionally. But I never get to do these things. You know, I'm always the quiz master. It's really sad. That'd be right. a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. I like it. Yeah. Well, everyone, you know, we do so much of this quizzing at work, but I don't get to do it on the show because it's just a different format. So I'll try and bring some of it in. So I just wanted to share with you, Jessica, you might not see much of this list. I want to share it with everybody. So this is my current top eight Ooh. that I've last viewed. So I picked like a certain film from like four months ago and then been recording everything right now, everything I've ever seen. And then each week deciding where it fits. Does it knock something out of the top eight or does it sit outside the top eight? And it's made me really enjoy this journey of watching all these different kinds of films. And if they're worthy of the top eight, it's been really fun. So it's whenever Fast 10 came out, it's whenever that I started from there. So I think that was like when I watched it three months ago, maybe something like that. I've watched an insane amount of films. I think I've watched 16 films <laughs> in that time. And there's some that didn't even make it into the list. So sometimes for them, any of the lists I've got here, they're not even mentioned. Very sad. There's probably, probably more like 20, actually. So I'm going to share my top eight now. And now I'm going to tell you the other eight that didn't make it. And then Jess can tell me what she thinks of my list. And see what you've seen as well. Yeah. Okay, so the first ever top eight list of last viewed movies. In eighth place. It came up on our Christmas episode. And it is Klaus. So we snuck a little Christmas film in here. I've seen a lot of films. So the fact that's got it at number eight must give you some kind of intrigue and fascination. Seventh position is Barbie. So the Barbie film got into seventh position. It was much higher, but other films came along since then. So Barbie's in seventh. Sixth is Avatar, which I know sounds bizarre, but it took me 10 years to get around to watching it, or however long it was. So Avatar snuck in at number six. Five is The Old Guard, with Charlie's Thoron. That was recommended by Jess and Lynn, who provides a lot of lists, and they were both correct. It's very good. Next up is The Killer with Michael Fassbender. That's on Netflix right now. We're listening at the beginning of December. So, uh, it's quite new. It's absolutely, insanely amazing. Please watch it, everyone, immediately. Third place is Bombshell, which I'm sure Jess will be happy about. Margot Raleigh, Charlie Saron, and Nicole Kidman. Bombshell is absolutely amazing. Based on the true story. Very emotional. Um, needed to be told. I loved it. Second place is Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. I really enjoy all the Mission Impossible films. Absolutely love this. It was so fun, action-packed. I love the fact he does most of his stunts. I, I can watch it with that extra bit of love because I know he is really going for it, you know, putting his life at risk. And he's got Hayley Atwell, who was um, in the Captain, Captain America films. And I think fantastic. And I'm really happy about getting a role like this. Really, really cool. And in the first place, of course, is Fast and Furious 10, part one. The most insanely ridiculous movie I've ever seen in my life with some of the stuff they do with the car. It's so silly. I'm absolutely gagging for this part two, but I've got to wait like a year and a half. It's all very heartbreaking, but Fast 10 is in there. So, Jess, what do you think? I think you should be quite proud of me. I think there's some stuff in there you recommended and stuff that you like. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's really exciting. I, oh, I'm going to lose friendship points here. I haven't seen the Fast 10 yet. 
I'm pretty positive anyway. So I'm, I'm a little shocked. I'm going to have to like go back and see, like, have I seen this one? Have I not? There's so many. I think they're great films too. Same with the Mission Impossible. I'm starting to question whether or not I've seen the most recent one of that. I think this is so fun that you're doing it because it's even including movies, like you said, with Avatar that you hadn't got around to seeing until now. And there's so many great movies out there that it's, uh, it's nice to see, see the list and how it's your own personal top eight for the year and knocking movies off as you see them. It's such a fun, a fun list and I really like it. So yeah. And I'm glad you enjoyed the old guard. I was so happy to hear that you enjoyed it because I, I really enjoyed that as well. Yeah, thank you for recommending it because I, I cut, it might have passed me by. So, um, yeah, I was really grateful to you and Lynn for recommending that. And yeah, Fast and Furious 10, you'd be able to go away and reflect. So there's the end is when the car is driving down a, like a dam. So he's driving the car downwards with like balls of flames chasing him as he drives downwards and they go into a river. If you don't recognize that scene, you won't have seen it. Ring a bell? Oh, I don't no, know. You haven't, you haven't seen it then. Oh, cool. No, you have I to watch it. It's, it's going to yeah. be the best night of your life. <laughs> and Mission Impossible, most of it's set on a train. So, does that ring a oh, bell? Wait, okay. The Fast and the Furious 10 is the one that yeah. has um, Jason Momoa in it. Yes. That's the 10th one. Yes. Oh my goodness. He is nuts. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, wow. That's such a. That his character alone, that that's what I remember distinctly is his character in that movie. So that's right. Okay, but yeah, no, the the Mission Impossible. Um, I don't think I Dead Reckoning Part One. I don't think I've seen it. And, it's a bit on the that, train when the train goes to the end of the track and half the train is hanging off the cliff and he's trying to save her. So that would also probably be in your memory. Yeah, no, I don't. And none of the I'm scrolling through like the IMBD photos and stuff. None of that's jogging a memory there either. So I, I'm going to say I, I'm going to safely say I have not seen the latest Mission Impossible and that needs to go on my list. And I'm sure my husband will be thrilled to watch that than watching Home Alone for probably the 10th time in his case. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. You listen to this show and it's not Christmas time. It's, it's like Christmas time now, but you know what I mean? You probably see this in January, I imagine. So I hope you, had a, hope you had a good festive season, everyone. So here's a quick list. I won't go too much detail. These are the films that didn't quite make it. I'll give them um, like a one-line bit of love. So number nine was the Free Five Five. So it's free hit women, hit men, women. Um, it was good. It was good. Um, the storyline was just a bit weird. So I struggled a bit with it. I really loved it. Uh, Harder They Fall, which is um, Idris Elba. It was a Western, um, pretty much all black cast, which I absolutely loved. Um, so, yeah, it's like a modern-day Western thing. It's very cool. 11th is Pain Hustlers with Chris Evans and Emily Blunt. So that's all about the pharma, pharmaceutical industry. I think a lot of it was based on true stories. Um, it was very, very good, and it only just got knocked out recently by some films. Very sad. 12 is Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson. Um, it's gone to Netflix recently. So usual thing, you know, his son gets killed, and uh, you know what Neeson's like? He's going to go on the rampage. It's in small-town America, very snowy small-town America. And he's not really a fighter. He's just like a dad with vengeance. That's what I loved about it. Because he's not got a set of skills, as he would say in Taken. He's just a passionate dad that was kicking butt. Loved it. But didn't, didn't love it enough for eight, sadly. 13 was The Flash. The latest Flash. And I think a lot of people feel this way. Didn't quite work. It's really fun. Lots of action. Didn't quite work. I don't know if it's 
the actor or the story. I love time travel and I still struggled with it. So I feel sad because I like DC. Avatar 2 was at 14th. I did love it, but I'm not as good as the first one. Um, I did like all the scenes underwater. It's so beautiful. 15th is Triple Threat. So it's a combination of actors from Asia and America. It's like a martial arts film with the guy from um, The Raid, Raid 1 and 2. Uh, he's like the modern day Bruce Lee, I guess. Uh, absolutely brilliant fight scenes, but the storyline was dodgy at best. And it had some English people in it that sounded absolutely horrific. I was like, that's not how we speak. <laughs> I got very offended. He's like, all right, mate, all right, let's go and let's go and kick that guy's ass. It's like, guys, I'll say, do I sound like that? No. Next up is Switch Up. So it's just a classic Freaky Friday, swapping bodies, 17 again, 13 going on 30. Just another one of those. But the whole family switches up. Brother and sister and their mum and dad switch with each other. Um, and it was really emotional, actually. It was a really, really nice little story. But it's a bit naff. So 16 is all it's going to get. So what are your thoughts on any of those? you think I'm naughty for not putting any of those in the top eight? Or not? Yeah, why why yeah. is it clear? I haven't seen a lot of those movies either. I was kind of looking and keep keeping up with your list there. So, yeah, um, it's a very diverse list over a different time span, too. I really like that. So I, I enjoy getting to hear about more of the movies, even if they didn't make your, your top eight and they got bumped by another movie. It was still nice to hear of some other movies that I hadn't heard ever seen yet either. Yeah, well, I hope me doing this will help people discover films that are like at the back end of Amazon or Netflix and they might not might, might just type it in because it's not come up on the recommend. So I'm hoping I'm just giving the movie industry a bit of love here by sharing it around. Um, but yeah, the fact that I can remember all about those films, my brain's pretty good at remembering all those key scenes and stuff. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed that, guys. I'm going to show every anniversary you'll be able to find out what's knocked those top eight out. So if you listen to this regularly, it might be quite rewarding. So you'll see who's going to knock off Klaus because that's eighth, eighth place. So yeah. let's find out. Um, I'm re-watching Legend with Tom Hardy at the moment. I'm going to watch that after we recorded. Um, so that can't count because I've already seen it before. But I just love that film, Legend. So good. Uh, so two films that didn't make it. Well, three films actually. It was Elemental, it was Disney Pixar. Wasn't very good. Sorry, guys. Not my cup of tea, we would say. Best Christmas ever. Oh, no. Oh, dear. What happened there? Um, so that's a Christmas movie. It's got um, Jason. Is it Jason Biggs from American Pie? He's popped back up. The main guy in that. And Heather Graham's in it as well. She's still going. And um, is it Brandy, the singer? Brandy's in it as well. So they, I don't know where they've all been, but there they were. You know, lovely Christmas film. And Doom, as Jess knows, I couldn't finish it. I think if I can't finish it, I don't really get on the list, does it? Let's be honest. And two films that I turned off after 10 minutes. You ready? I'm I'm pretty hardcore. I turned them both off after 10 minutes. I'm really sorry, everyone. One's called The Killing Room with Uma Thurman, Samuel Jackson. It's absolutely terrible. Not my cup of tea. Sending love to everybody involved. I could tell people in it didn't want to be in it. You know, you can tell. The actor's like, what have I done? Uh, so I'm really sorry. Um, I do love everybody's craft. But just get it right, Cam. And then Mafia Mama with Tony Collette. I was like, oh, my God, no. God help me. So that went off after 10 minutes, too. So I'm really sorry to Tony. I hope she got everything she wanted from it. But, yeah, I was, I was not happy. 
So that's it. That's everything I've seen. So that's 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. I've seen 21 films. There you go. In a couple of months. So that is my list, everyone. So, yes, I hope you enjoyed. Okay, Jess, to wrap up, should we just do like, I don't know, five more polls, shall we, before we go? That sound good? Sure. Sounds like a plan. Cool. All right, guys, uh, let's find out who's currently winning on the episode's list. We've got two left to cover. So if you're sticking with us earlier on the episode, you know that um, Jess has got to win, Mike's got to win, I've got to win. So is anyone going to pull ahead? Let's find out. So now we look at the episode, which was the best of 2020. All right, mm. so Mike, that was involved in this. He is our resident film reviewer, so he will be sharing his list for each of the years because he's been doing it for 30 years, so a lot to offer. Right, in rock bottom is, you guessed it, highest grossing films of 2020. <laughs> is anyone ever going to vote for an entry list? No. Uh, second, joint second, Jess with one. And Owen with one. Mike rocks out with three votes for the mm. best 2020. A film reviewer wins the best of a year. Kind of makes sense to me, right? What do you think, Lynn? What do you think, makes, Jess? Makes sense. Makes sense for sure. In fact, I think I'm one of his three votes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we should vote for each other, vote for ourselves or not. That feels wrong. Yeah, I well, I thought of that too because I was like, well, of course I want to vote for mine. You know, support myself. I'm the best. But I just felt a calling where, like, no, Mike. Especially as I'm trying to create my list for 2019, I'm like, no, if Mike can whip out a top eight list for every year, whew, that's a talent. He deserves it. <laughs> yeah, he certainly does, and bless him. You know, he's out in front now. He's got two, two wins, so two episodes for him, and then we've got one each. So. Um, I really want a guest listener to win at some point. That'd be really cool. So, right, here we go. Jess probably won't know about this one. So this is Steven Spielberg. So this episode came out a couple of days ago. We've had quite a lot of votes already. So we're just going to go for it. It may change, but it's been a few days, so people don't tend to vote after a few days. Obviously, you can vote for any of these lists at any time. You can go back to a year ago, a year from now, and vote, and then we'll have to go back. <laughs> Luckily, I'll get a notification so I can keep track. So we'll keep this list on, on my laptop here. So we've got it. So at the moment, though, with Steven Spielberg in last place, you guessed it, industry list, zero <laughs> row. Joint second, you ready, Jess, is John. His list was one vote. And I got one vote. So Jess has won Steven Spielberg. Congratulations. How do you feel? Yeah, I'm tied with your dad. I feel successful now. <laughs> As you should feel. But yeah, it's two two episodes for you and Mike, and then one for uh, one for myself. So um, yeah, this is really, really exciting to see how this is going to unfold. So I've really got to step up my game and uh, nail it in the next few. So we've got so we've got 2019 coming up, everyone. So yeah, look forward to that. And I think we're doing Tom Cruise as well. So that's going to be super fun. And we're doing animated movies, which is going to be really interesting. Um, and uh, a person you know, Eric, um, someone from your side of the world is going to be sending a list to us, or well, they have already. So looking forward to sharing Eric's list with the, with the audience. So that's going to be super, super fun. So yeah, that's where we're at at the moment, guys. So um, get voting, get influencing, as they would say. 
we're going to finish off with about i don't know three polls from well right at the beginning actually let's go right back so movie polls one so on my you'll see on my instagram there's all like the historical stories and in this one there's like 30 30 polls stories but let's skip through a bit of fun before we head off to talk about julia roberts and uh, wrap up the show after that which is really cool so here we go we had who is your favorite iconic male movie star so if you remember jess this was from the 5th of october bloody hell so your favorite iconic movie star so we had denzel washington tom hanks brad pitt and tom cruise who do you think won that if you don't remember jess give it a pun oh um denzel, the- tom hanks brad tom cruise I think it was Tom Cruise that won, right? Oh, no, he was bottom. Oh, mm. oh, I was totally off. And Brad Pitt. One last, one last guess. Go for Brad? Yep. All right, let's go for it. So last place was Tom Cruise with 10%. Tom Hanks was third with 20%. Denzel Washington was 30%. And Brad Pitt wins 40%. You're correct. Mm-hmm. Any, any thoughts? I guess they're all great in it, so it doesn't really matter, does it? I was, I was you know, I think that there's so many Tom Cruise fans. I'm surprised that Tom Tom Hanks beat out Tom Cruise. We should have a top four Toms. <laughs> Tom Hardy can go in there. That's yeah. yeah. Oh, no. use people first names. <laughs> Love that. Right, this one was absolutely epic. So, movie night in. What's going on the screen? That was the question. Guardians of the Galaxy, any James Bond film of your choice, Mission Impossible, any of your choice, and Fast and Furious, any of your choice. It's tough. What do you think won that? Guardians of the Galaxy, James Bond, Mission Impossible, Fast and Furious. So many good ones. Was it James Bond that won this one? No. Let's find out. Zero percent. Mission Impossible. Charming. Third was Fast and Furious with 19%. James Bond was 36%. And Guardians of the Galaxy, 45%. Well done, Guardians. Very yeah. well done. I noticed a couple in the row, a couple in a row, no love for Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise or Mission Impossible. How sad. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely seen a theme here. And not a very nice one. Right, for all you 80s fans out there, which 80s movie comes out on top for you? So have a little think about this, guys, as you're listening. So Back to the Future. The Goonies, Ghostbusters, and E.T. Jess, what do you reckon won that? Can you remember? Back to the Future, Goonies, Ghostbusters, E.T. E.T. No, that was bottom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, poor E.T. E.T. is fourth, 10%. Goonies was third with 20%. Ghostbusters was 30%. Back to the Future, 40%. Nice. Right, let's do two more before we wrap up. I'm trying to find one where there's a landslide. I'm going to skip along, guys. Let's look for a cheap, cheeky landslide. Oh, a quick Marvel one for fun, because I love cut Marvel. We don't talk about much. Yeah. Who wins top spot for kicking the most butt? Who's yeah. the most hardcore of the Avengers? Captain America, Thor, Black Panther, or Captain Marvel? Who do you think the audience think picks the most butt? Was it Captain America? Captain America, Thor, Black Panther. So you're going for Captain America? Yeah, I'm thinking no. Captain America. No. no, no, no. In last place was Black Panther with 0%. That is literally unacceptable. Oh. Yeah. Cap, 
Captain Marvel and Captain America tied at 30% and Thor 40%. Oh. I think he's going to pick some bad. Oh, here we go. It's Landslide. Now, can Jess guess the Landslide? The best mm. musical movie from these four. Oh. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, La La Land, Les Mis, or The Greatest Showman? Who landslided it? Oh, Greatest Showman. Has to be The Greatest Showman. Has to be. 67%. I mean, I was the number one list in musicals, right? So that one I should have got. <laughs> yeah, and the other three all got 11% each. So they all took one vote each, just for fun. I think some people felt bad and started voting. Yeah. Just for the other ones, poor things. <laughs> so, uh, so that's fair enough. Uh, right, and the last one, just to shine a light on um, female actors, because we're going to be talking about Drew Roberts to wrap up as well. Who plays the most kick-ass role? So which female plays the most kick-ass role? Uma Thurman in Kill Bill 1 and 2, Scott Johansson in Black Widow and the MCU, Helen Mirren in Red 1 and 2, or Gal Gadot in the Wonder Woman films? Who do you think the audience for kicks, kicks the most ass? Uma Thurman, hands down. Ding, ding, ding. You're spot on. 50% of the votes go to Ooh, Uma. Yeah. Yeah. And Gal Gadot was second with 24%, which I think is fair. And then Scarlett and Helen Mirren took the spoils of third place with 13% each. So I think that's fine. I think that's fair. I've got some love. Guys, there is a little taste of the kind of polls you get to see. We only covered like probably 20% of the polls that we do. So it gives you an idea of the kind of fun that we're having right now on Instagram. I mean, as you're listening now, there's probably a poll there. Because as soon as it ends, I bang out some more. Yeah. We're rare to have any gaps. Yes, Jess, how have you found this? Yeah, this anniversary episode. How are you feeling now? You know, we, we, we're 10 episodes into our new format. You know, I, I've really enjoyed it, having the list battles and stuff like that. And, yeah, and I'm trying to spring some fun stuff on you, like that top top uh, 100 thing we did. So, um, yeah, I feel it's something really special, isn't it, about just covering so many films and just having these little battles. And it just, I don't know, I just love film. And I love the fact that we're making it fun as well. I love it, too. I think... With all things, it's nice to be able to to grow and hear from our audience and what our listeners like and what they want and what we're enjoying and being able to just put more love and light into the world through the conversations of top eight lists. And I've had a lot of fun and I hope our listeners continue to have fun and support us on this journey. Oh, it's lovely. Thank you very much. And yeah, and I just want to, yeah, thank you for being on this, but also thank everybody uh, that's got involved, right? everybody at work that's really enjoying the show and get involved in all the quizzes that we're doing at work live, like just did today. Um, and yeah, just get involved, send us lists, get voting. Um, we're doing this just because we love it. So more energy we can bring to it, the better. So thanks so much for listening. And uh, we look forward to uh, being with you for the next 10 episodes. We'll see you in episode 30 for our next anniversary. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media. If you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time, then why not a top eight from a certain actor, actress, genre, or director? You can even make it more niche. For example, the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire. So join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.